This is Dak Prescott, and you're listening to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome to Faith on the Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. I'm Rob Motti, going solo this week without my beautiful wife, Remy. It is great to be with you on all of our radio affiliates across the USA. We have two special guests this week, Robert Griffin III. He's been on the show before, former NFL quarterback, currently doing a great job as an ESPN football analyst. He joins us. Also, Jesse Bradley, former soccer goalie, now a pastor in Seattle. Jesse has such an incredible heart for spreading the gospel He's a great source of encouragement for me, and I, I just love talking with him. Jesse, it's great to have you on. And before we get into what you're doing around the World Cup, because it's really cool and awesome, just quickly tell me a little bit about your your story, because you go from being a, a professional soccer goalie to a pastor, which is something that, to me, it resonates, man. Hey, Rob, appreciate you. Your show, uh, your faith, your passion. Also, taking a risk on a soccer guy today when football is your world. Uh, but, you know, I, I grew up loving all sports. When I was two, I wanted to be a professional athlete. Soccer was a sport where I had the most talent. After I graduated from Dartmouth, played overseas. And by the way, that's where I came to know Jesus. I didn't grow up in a Christian family. We're kind of like Baskin Robbins, 31 flavors spiritually. And I read the Bible for the first time in college. The professor was trying to undermine it. But the Gospel of John... Uh, I learned about Jesus, and a year later, I decided to follow him, knew that I had eternal life. He was different than any other religious leader. He's not in the grave. He's alive. This was by grace, not earned, and uh, that joy has been in me ever since. I played professional soccer overseas while I was there, took a prescribed medication in Zimbabwe, built up toxic levels in my system, and long story short, you know, I was fighting for my life for one year. It took 10 years to fully recover, not how I wanted to spend my 20s. It was brutal. It was painful. Uh, even had to move back into my parents' basement. So wow. uh, nothing I planned. But yet, you know, the Lord meets you in those low places. He does his greatest work in the darkest times. And I found a hope that's indestructible. I turned to Jesus. I shifted from identity and performance to the Lord. And God redirected my life into ministry, learned how to pray, how to give him my burdens. There's just so much I was learning. And like they say, the fruit doesn't grow on top of the mountains. The fruit grows in the valley. And now I'm just thrilled to be a pastor in Seattle. We work with the Seattle Sounders Faith and Family Night. I'm doing uh, CBS analyst work for soccer. But more than that, we're reaching people locally and globally and doing a lot during the World Cup, too. Just having a blast, uh, seeing people come to know Jesus. And I'm seeing the transformation happen in my life happen. Literally hundreds of thousands of people coming to know the Lord. And it's been incredible. During COVID, which has been such a challenge, we're seeing amazing things that God is doing, and I give him all the glory. Well, man, you're a great follow on social media, and, and if anybody uh, wants some inspiration, some encouragement, uh, I, I think they should just look look at your social media pages and your platform because you use it so well, and, and it's never to really uh, be anything but a light. And that's what we're called to do, right, Jesse? We're called to be that light. And I know you're you're using this time right now around the World Cup to really elevate, to reach out, to help people, to bring them to, in any way possible, bring them to know Jesus. Tell me a little bit about it. That's it. And Rob, I see that light with you as you're talking with, you know, NFL players who are so well known. You're talking to them about hope. You're talking to them about faith and they're sharing and their conversations too are just different. So man, keep doing what you're doing for Jesus. And you know, you can have a huge impact for the Lord. You don't have to be a pastor 
uh, to do that. It's where you live, work, learn, and play. It's a 24-7 relationship. And the love and light of Jesus, people need the Lord today. And they're hungry for God. And we're seeing that. You know, at the World Cup, we made different videos, and they've now been seen by millions of people. We've seen, you know, tens of thousands turn to Jesus for the first time. And starting to talk about soccer, and then from that, hope and a relationship with God. In heaven, there's going to be people from every tongue, nation, and tribe. So the World Cup is kind of a foretaste of, you know, the great things that are coming. The best is yet to come. And yet, right now, there's people just starving and searching for hope. Their souls are empty. All of us need living water. We have thirsty souls. And we've been doing hope campaigns. We also create a website, jessebradley.org, revivinghope.com, and there's free resources. So if you're watching today and you want to check it out, we have seven days of reviving hope, seven habits you can cultivate. We also have a marriage course. What we've seen is when we create free content that has great value, that people will uh, not only dive into it, but they'll share it with their friends. And then uh, God is doing a work exponentially right now. And I mean, you just see it. The world has shifted. Everyone's on their phones. You got to go to where people are. So it's kind of like when the printing press came out, it was a breakthrough. We're living the last 10 years through apps, through you know podcasts like this, through social media. There are so many opportunities to connect with people. And let's let's walk into those opportunities full of faith. And God will take care of the results. We just need to be faithful. And anyone who's watching today, you know, your social media, it's a place of influence. And you can either redeem it, ignore it, or, you know, put a bunch of junk out there. And I believe God has called us with a purpose to step into those situations, be authentic, be humble, be loving, but we can bring the good news of Jesus. And that's really, man, what it's all about is, is help, helping people get to know the Lord. And when I'm, when I'm asked, Hey, why are you so outspoken about it? It's not because I feel better than anyone because I'm not, I'm a sinner. Uh, just like everyone in this world, the only person who was perfect was Jesus, but it's not because I feel that, uh, I, I can, or I have all the answers, but I know who does. And and that to me is, is what it's all about. It's pointing people, not to me, not to the work I'm doing, but to the Lord. And I love that you have that attitude and use your platform that way. Just how important is it for everyone out there to, to try to point others to, to the answer being Jesus as opposed to pointing to themselves? That's right. You're never better than anyone else. You're just trying to figure out how to love your neighbor. And one acronym that's really worked for a lot of people is BLESS. Because evangelism can be a weird and tricky word, but you can bless other people. And that's begin with prayer. Pray for people. Then listen to them. Be a great listener with your mind, your heart, your eyes, your ears. And then eat. Have a meal together. Coffee. S is serve, meet practical needs. And then the other S is share. Share a Bible. Share your story. Share the good news about Jesus. You can share a link or a website. There's a lot of things you can share. And when you start to bless people, God's going to transform lives. There's nothing you can do to force someone to receive God's love. Like God already loves, knows, and pursues everyone. But everyone makes their own choice. And I know I was stubborn. I didn't believe God existed. I mean, I just tried everything the world had to offer, and I couldn't figure out why I'm still empty. If on the outside, you know, I'm successful, how come there's a different story in the inside? And all of us have an outside story that people see and perceive, and then the inside story. And it's a terrible feeling to have that emptiness on the inside and not even know how to fill it. 
And I didn't think the answer would be Jesus, but you taste and see that the Lord is good. And when I started to see, it's like nobody brings that love. Nobody brings that teaching. Nobody else has overcome the grave. Nobody else has the miracles. Nobody else has fulfilled the prophecy. Nobody else is going to return as Messiah, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. And it's like, I had to make a decision then. Now, once I saw truth, because faith is based on historical evidence, I wanted to know, is the Bible reliable? But once that evidence is laid out, it's just like a jury that's looking at the evidence and has to make a decision. And there was just too much evidence for me to ignore it and deny it. And I took that faith step. And it's kind of like marriage. You can think about getting married, have someone you're interested in marrying, but there comes a day where you say, I do. And with Jesus, you have to make your own decision. You might have friends, family members that follow Jesus, but you've got to make your own decision because it's your relationship with the Lord. And when you make that decision, God's faithful in his promises. Again, it's not earned. It's a gift. You receive the gift, but you are in God's family forever. You have peace with God. You have eternal life. And no one can take that away. No one can take that love away. And it's the most secure relationship. And there's a fire because I know what it's like to live without God. And then I know the difference of having God in my life. And that's a fire that runs so deep. It's not hard to get excited or talk about it. Now, I was still scared. My plan was to be a secret Christian, not tell, let anyone know. But that doesn't work for too long because anytime something in your life is good, like if you like a certain team, it overflows. If you like a certain food, it overflows. And when you really love God, it just comes out. And everyone's got their own style and personality. You don't have to be like someone else. But it's, again, it's the relationship. It's not rules, religion. That's not going to satisfy. The rules and the laws of land don't change the human heart. It's relationship and love. Nothing's greater than love. And when you know you're loved and you start to receive that love, it's the abiding. You receive first and then you get filled up and then you start to go serve people locally, globally. It just gets fun. I mean, we're doing stuff in Africa with clean water now. We're doing stuff locally here. Uh, We have drive-through prayer going on in Seattle where people are just pulling in and want prayer, want God. It's remarkable. We're living in a time right now that feels different. It really does. The last two years, and as difficult as it's been, there's also, I believe, the greatest opportunity. And I'm seeing more fruit in the last two years than I saw in the 20 years before that. So what a time to be alive right now. Jesse, I I love your heart. I love your energy, man. I wish we had more time because I could talk to you all day long. Uh, I look forward to connecting again, my friend, and really appreciate your time today. Thanks for your time, Rob. And uh, man, we're cheering you on. What you're doing is so important and we appreciate you. Thanks also for combining faith and sports because that intersection is significant and God's doing a great work through you. So look forward to connecting again. Thanks, brother. Appreciate that. Up next, you'll hear from Robert Griffin III. You're listening to Faith on a Field Show presented by International Justice Mission. Hi, this is Rob Motti. You've heard us talk about International Justice Mission and how they are working to protect people from human trafficking and violence. There's a new podcast that gives you a deep dive into IJM's work protecting children from online sexual exploitation. This immersive experience introduces you to Ruby, who was lured into online sexual exploitation when she was only 16 years old. Go to IJM.org slash Ruby to journey through her incredible story and learn how you can make protecting children like Ruby your fight, too. Hi, this is Remy Mahdi, co-host of Faith on a Field Show. I am so excited to be a part of an amazing team at Weikert Realtors Exclusive Properties in Tampa and the surrounding areas. Real estate has been a passion of mine for several years. I love beautiful homes. I love beach homes. I love new homes. I just love helping you buy your dream home or sell the one you're in. 
So if you are already in this beautiful sunshine state or if you want to move to fabulous Florida, I'm your girl. Call me at 717-503-4924 or email me at remymadi at gmail.com. That's R-E-M-Y-M-A-A-D-D-I at gmail.com. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action, get information, understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. This is Derek Henry, and you listen to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome back to Faith on the Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. I'm Rob Motti with Remy. If you're listening to us for the first time, you can go to faithonthefieldshow.com. Find every episode since we launched in 2017. We've had an awesome lineup of guests. You can listen anytime at your convenience on any of the podcast platforms. You'll hear the full interviews on there. Be sure also to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Faith on the Field, and tell a friend or two about the show. I want to take a minute to thank all of our wonderful sponsors, International Justice Mission and Heritage's Dairy Stores. If you would like to be a sponsor for our show and help our ministry grow, please reach out to us at faithonafieldshow.com. Robert Griffin III played seven seasons for Washington, Cleveland, and Baltimore. A significant knee injury slowed down what was a promising career. He was the AP's Offensive Rookie of the Year in 2012. He made the Pro Bowl that season. RG3, as I said earlier, he's doing an excellent job as an analyst on ESPN. He joined me on behalf of the 2022 All-State AFCA Good Works team. Robert, from your perspective, which quarterbacks this season in college football have really stepped up? I know you've had an opportunity to see college, you see pros, you see it all. So as an analyst, as a guy who's taking a look every Saturday and Sunday, who has stepped up for the draft? Oh, for the draft, man. Um, Everybody wants to say Caleb Williams, but obviously Caleb's got to go back. So he's not he's not going to be eligible um max duggan's an interesting case because of of what he's been through uh in college you don't know if he's gonna you know go pro he can still go back for another year i think he probably should go back for another year um just to enjoy what he's done uh, at tcu and you don't know how high a draft pick that he's possibly going to be i think this year has been overshadowed by the guys that aren't going to be eligible whether it's caleb williams or drake may they've had some great years um, but it still comes down to, to C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Those are the two guys that have the most talent. C.J.'s got all the measurables that everybody wants, the, the size, the arm strength, the ability to process. Bryce has all of that with a little more athleticism but less height. So I, I just interesting to see how teams kind of hold that against Bryce. And then you've got your guys like Will Levis at Kentucky who everyone wants to compare to Josh Allen but no one knew that Josh Allen would become what Josh Allen has become uh, at this point in his career. Uh, I just look at Hendon Hooker and I say, man, I know Hendon Hooker is like 65 years old, but at the end of the day, the guy's got one of the best deep balls in all of college football. He processes extremely well. And I wonder if a team will look at him and say, all right, he's not going to play next year because of his knee injury, but this guy's a special talent. And when he does get healthy, he could be our quarterback of the future. I wonder if a team's willing to do that for Hendon Hooker because his whole journey through college football and transferring and what he was able to do at Tennessee is a fascinating storyline. 
Yeah, it makes sense for a team that doesn't need an immediate fix. Uh, looking at the NFL, we've seen some guys like Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagovailoa elevate yep. their game. Robert, who have you seen in the NFL that's impressed you the most? If you had to single out just one guy, wow. Um, you know, I, sometimes people get caught up with being right, and I, I'm not trying to be one, one of those guys. But I felt like both Tua and Jalen. Um, we're going to have massive jumps this year. And the reason I felt that way is because they had no choice. Mm -hmm. The Eagles set themselves up to be able to select a quarterback next year if Jalen Hurts didn't perform. And what did they do? They went and got him A.J. Brown. They didn't just go get A.J. Brown because he's one of Jalen Hurts' best friends. They went and got A.J. Brown because if it didn't work out with Jalen, they believed it was going to work out with whatever quarterback they drafted the next year. So – the Eagles have just done a phenomenal job of, of, of processing it and saying, we got to go get defensive help. Boom. Let's go get CJ Gardner, John uh, Johnson Gardner. We, we need offensive help. Let's go get uh, AJ Brown because we know we have an offensive line that can get it done. And if Jalen hurts can improve in his processing and how he breaks down the game using his legs and his arm, we're going to be golden. And that's exactly what they've done. So I'll give you that for, for Jalen hurts. And then Tua. Tua is just exactly what happens. He said it multiple times over the past couple of weeks. That's what happens when you have a coach that believes in you, that speaks life into what you're doing. Um, Mike McDaniel, I had an opportunity to work with Mike when I was in Washington. I know the type of guy that he is. I know the type of confidence that he can instill in a quarterback or any position player. And Tua has made the biggest jump between him and Jalen. And it's because of Mike McDaniel going in there and showing Tua who he really is, giving him weapons, giving him protection, giving him a scheme that fits what he does best, not trying to put a square peg in a round hole. So you mentioned both of and I gave you both of the breakdowns for both of I said this week, Robert, that if a collective unit could ever get consideration for MVP, it would be the Eagles offensive line. How much does it help? what Jalen Hurts has been able to do develop into because of that continuity. And, and they're just a dominating offensive line unit. Yeah, they are dominating. And, and they, they kind of feed into who Jalen Hurts is, right? Everyone look, looks at the 157 yards rushing by Jalen. And most of those rushing yards came on scrambles, right? He just scrambled out and he was able to use his legs. And he's able to do that because he's processing better from the, from the pocket with his mechanics and throwing the ball on time. His offensive line is protecting him, and teams can no longer spy him because of the weapons that they have. Yes, Dallas Goddard's out, but they still got A.J. Brown. They still got Quez Watkins, and they still got uh, Devontae Smith. So because of that, teams don't want to play one-on-one coverage with those guys. I wouldn't want to either. But you say a unit? I would go so far as to say that a guy like Jason Kelsey should be you know, considered for MVP himself. When I see Kelsey – and Hurts together on the field at the end of the game, it's like the biggest bromance I've ever seen in my life, right? Dylan Hurts is sitting there praising uh, J.C. Kelsey, saying, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be doing this. Then Kelsey's kind of sitting there, and I don't know if you can really see it, but he's kind of like blushing underneath his beard, <laughs> right? Because he's like, oh, man, this guy, I love this guy. He's showing me praise and love. Uh, but that offensive line, the best in football, 100%. They can do it both ways, whether it's uh, in the in the ground game, getting to the next level like Kelsey does better than anybody else, or in the passing game, giving Jalen Hurts time to go and make plays. Uh, they have been phenomenal, and they've done it being a little bit banged up. So once they get back to full health, look out. The Eagles are going to be coming for everybody.
Speaking of show and love, uh, RG3, you're here on behalf of the Allstate AFCA Good Works team. And how important is it to show love to those guys, those young men who have, have earned that spot on this team? You were on it back in your time, too, as well in college. There you go. That, that's exactly why this partnership between myself and Allstate and the AFCA Good Works team, uh, it really matters to me. Uh, being a part of that, that AFCA Good Works team, I always know that it's always person over player. It's not just what you do on the field. It's what you're doing off the field. And, you know, we, we partnered with the Do Something initiative to get people out there and actually go do something. Right? We want to get a thousand volunteers to get involved in their community. They can do that uh, by going to do something.org backslash good works team and find some of these initiatives that are near and dear, not only to their heart, but also the players that made this team. Guys like Caleb Williams, who has been phenomenal on the field, right? Potential Heisman Trophy winner. But he's also doing great things off the field with his anti-bullying initiative and also bringing awareness to mental health. So from that part of it, this is like one of the, it's not like, this is the most prestigious community award in all of college football. And these guys are joining the ranks with guys like Eli and Peyton Manning, Trevor Lawrence, Emmanuel Acho, among others who have, have championed this award and been, been on this team. So I'm excited because I know the best way to give back to your community isn't always through money. Sometimes it's through time. And the best way to get involved in your community is actually go out and get active in it. So I'm, I'm honored to partner with Allstate on this one and uh, really hoping people can go out there and do something to change this world for the better. RG3, that's a great point that you make there. It's not always about writing a check. It's about giving back. Sometimes your time is more valuable, more important. How much of that is fueled by your faith, man? Yeah, I mean, it's 100% fueled by the faith. Uh, my parents taught me when I was growing up, you never forget where you came from. So you always go back and you invest in that community that helps you. So for me, that's in Texas. That's in Washington, D.C. Right now, I'm in Florida. So it's in Florida. And I just remember being that kid, Rob, when I was uh, a seventh grader. And a guy by the name of Charles Tillman came back to Coppers Cove, Texas, and he played basketball with our seventh grade basketball team. Mm -hmm. And I remember that for the rest of my life because I'm sitting here in a military community. No one truly makes it out to go pro in, in some of these communities, but Tillman did. And when he came back to do that, I told myself as a seventh grader, when I make it, right? Every seventh grader is out there saying he's going to make it, right? But I said, when I make it, I'm going to make sure I come back and I show those kids that they're not forgotten. And I think if any, everybody can take that mindset to go back into their own communities and let these kids that are underprivileged or under underserved know that they're not forgotten, it's going to go a long way because some of those kids can be the ones that have the idea or the skill set that could change our world in the future. They just need to know that they're cared about. And I think we can do that with the do something.org uh, and all state and the AFCA Good Works team. Beautiful, man. Appreciate your time and wish you a ton of blessings. Appreciate you, brother. Always a pleasure. Thank you. That's it for this week. Thank you to Jesse Bradley and Robert Griffin III. Thank you to Doug, Pastor Scott, and everyone on our team. And thank you for listening to Faith on a Field show presented by International Justice Mission. For Remy, I'm Rob Motti reminding you, make a difference. Be a blessing. Hi, this is Rob Motti. I'm listening to a powerful podcast about Ruby, a girl from the Philippines who was trafficked into slavery when she was 16 years old. The podcast takes you deep into Ruby's story, not only how she was tricked, but also how she was rescued and is now advocating for others trapped in this form of slavery. Check it out at IJM.org slash Ruby. You'll be blown away by Ruby's resilience 
and the incredible work of those who rescued her. Hi, this is Remy Mari, co-host of Faith on a Field Show. I am so excited to be a part of an amazing team at Weikert Realtors Exclusive Properties in Tampa and the surrounding areas. Real estate has been a passion of mine for several years. I love beautiful homes. I love beach homes. I love new homes. I just love helping you buy your dream home or sell the one you're in. So if you are already in this beautiful sunshine state or if you want to move to fabulous Florida, I'm your girl. Call me at 717-503-4924 or email me at remymadi at gmail.com. That's R-E-M-Y-M-A-A-D-D-I at gmail.com. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action. Get information. Understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. Since 1930, the Heritage family has proudly served the communities of South Jersey. From humble roots, Heritage's dairy stores now operates 33 convenient locations. Their desire is to become your convenience store of choice, not just because of their welcoming atmosphere, but because of their fresh, quality products. Heritage's milk is still the sweetest, coffee's hot and fresh, and Heritage's full-service delis offer the best local ingredients prepared and sliced on-site, far exceeding the competition. Heritage's Dairy Stores. It's not just our name, it's our heritage. Heritage.